Victor. And then... In the name of the judges. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. for the judges and this multi-millionaire mogul now has the best kind of goal. It is off the podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today. That's right, not tomorrow or yesterday. It's today for an episode that we haven't done in quite some time. It's been about four months since we last did one of these. Our opening ceremony review series that we started a couple months back. We started with Lillehammer, then we went back to Rio, and now we're going back to the 80s because it was acceptable in the 80s, according to Calvin Harris. To the year that everybody celebrated the one-year anniversary of me, because I was nearly one when these Olympics were on, the Calgary 1988 Olympics. We're doing the opening ceremony. I think Jared was about minus four. I don't know. I don't remember how old you are. Uh, Colin was like 82 by this point. He was really old. Uh, He was six. Uh, But I'm intrigued to talk about this, because I actually believe that Thomas Bach has officially been surpassed as the longest speech ever by the longest song ever because can you feel the spirit inside you I actually I, now that i think about it when i went to calgary about seven years ago i could hear this weird song coming from the distance from a stadium i think it's still going colin you might be able to still hear it you're near you're nearby calgary well closer than jared and i at least uh speaking of colin here he is hello colin welcome back and happy canada olympics for you yay oh i i was gonna say happy birthday australia <laughs> oh well, that too yay oh hang on should i go hang on, let's, let's i'm gonna start that again i'm just gonna go <clears throat> when do i start now do i start now when do i start now sorry yep go colin talk when do you start now oh, this is really awkward uh, like this now, opening okay. ceremony um <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no this, this is fun because i don't think i've ever seen more than just the highlights of this um some of it was good, some of it was bad, some of it was good because it was bad. It's a little <laughs> bit of everything. It's very 80s. Can we just say that? <laughs> it is very 1988. Um, Jared, was I right? Welcome, Jared, by the way. Minus four, did I get your age correct? Spot on. Oh, look at me go. There you go. Welcome. Must be hanging out too often, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Twice <laughs> this year. Which actually on that, can I just say, I was, I was meant to have a bone to pick with you the last time we spoke uh, on, on this show. Uh, Colin, do you know Jared's kind of ashamed that he hosts the podcast? Because when we went to the semi-final at the World Cup with his friend, 
I was talking about the podcast and she's like, you host a podcast? And I'm like, you don't talk about this? And Jared's like, uh, yeah, I host well, a podcast. <laughs> in all fairness, uh, I usually tell people about Off the Podium. Um, I typically don't tell people about the Oz Network or Double Oz 7 because I'm like, uh, if they listen and Ben says something stupid, I'm wow. going to look stupid in association. Wow. Okay. Is that why, Jared? Is that why you're ashamed of me? I'm just, I'm just too busy pr- promoting uh, Euro's vision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True. You do a very good job at that, by the way. Uh, Junior Eurovision, we're getting close. The numbers. Um, yeah. First four songs released. Oh, <laughs> I missed out. <laughs> get, get on board with that. But uh, glad to see that people are ashamed of me. I'll make this episode extra controversial. <laughs> Uh, We're here to talk about the Calgary 1988 opening ceremony, the Winter Olympics, of course. And I had never seen this before. Colin, you kind of touched on that, that you hadn't. Jared, I'm assuming you wouldn't have ever seen that before. Uh, Before I get to our backgrounds and everything that I do, just one housekeeping thing I need to touch on right now, because I will not get to this and this doesn't really fit in right now what I'm talking about. I'm doing it now anyway. Last time we were all together, it was the Women's World Cup final review and the tournament review. And we talked a little bit about the World Cup song, Mole Rat and Benny, you know, the whatever the hell that song was called. And we talked about how it was barely played. And we were like, well, we feel sorry for these two because they're not very well known, at least apparently by people of our age, as we'll find out. Uh, and we, we felt sorry for them. So we released a bit of a clip on social media, basically sort of, you know, almost putting, I, I, I wasn't having a dig at them. It was more of a hey, like, this isn't right. We need to hear from these people. They're the official World Cup song. So in that, I thought I would tag Benny and Mallrat because, cool, they're, they're hip. They're, they're in with the TikTok generation. So um, we actually got some comments on that post, and I'd like to read out some of these right now. From Benny Music, and that is the actual Benny Musical, Ben A. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Sorry, 12-year-olds, if you're listening, I don't know how to pronounce it. The first comment she says, and I'm going to try and read this because I don't actually know what it means. Droll. Jared, you're younger than me. Do you know what that means? Okay, cool. That's that's, that's too far gone. All right, all right. So then she also replied with a skull emoji to which uh, someone called Caitlin JD replied, ha, 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 like wake up. That was the name of the song, by the way. Uh, Benny's Babes replied, Benny Music is like the goddess of music. How have you not heard her? So uncultured, people. Go listen right now. Okay, I'm 36, all right? I downloaded TikTok like three months ago. So uh, that's how uncultured I am. Uh, Caitlin JD then replied, shame on Dem. Benny Music, and I quote, says, who are they? We have Benny Music asking who we are. Fair enough. No one knows who we are. Uh, Caitlin JD says, who TF knows, but you just like ended their career. Ha 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 ha. We had a career. That's good to know. Uh, Benny Music says, Caitlin JD, they were mean for no reason. Benny's babes replies, oh my God, slay. Caitlin JD says, they are bullies, babes, XOXO. Love you, SM. Don't worry about them, love. You're cooler than them. Um, I actually got a DM from one of these people basically saying like, I saw that. Hey, what the fuck? And it was just like, dude, like we weren't being serious. I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, I would just like to take this opportunity to formally apologize to Benny music. I'm sorry. I hurt both your fans. I'm sure they love you. I'm sure the songs that both of them know are very popular amongst (laughs) you. 
And I'm glad that we got like seven comments going off at us. And I'm glad that we had the esteemed Benny music saying, who are they? I don't know who we are, but behind me there's an award. And Benny, when you've won an award, you can diss us. So shut the fuck up. Uh, Secondly, we got a reply from someone better, an actual icon of music. So uh, in the last week, we celebrated the 30th anniversary of Sydney 2000 being awarded the Olympic Games. We had Bob Elphinstone on the general manager of the bid back in 1993, and legendary Rick Birch, the man behind the opening ceremony of Sydney 2000. We'd love to get him on for this episode. I'd love to see what he thinks about this uh, opening ceremony. He talked about a certain Nicky Webster in that episode. Today, at the time of recording this, this was earlier this week, if you're listening to this on the Friday when we've released it, we put up a clip of Rick Birch praising Nicky Webster, to which Nicky Webster replied... Now, we didn't get Nikki Webster saying, who are they? Oh, my God, they're bullies. Slay. I turned into a bully by saying, fuck you to Benny Music. I don't really mean that. You're a nice girl. Good luck with your career. Um, <laughs> we won't release this clip. No one listens to this. It's fine. Uh, Nikki Webster replied, oh, thank you for tagging me in this. This is the most incredible thing to hear from Rick Birch. I'm so lucky and blessed to have worked alongside and for the most respectful and talented people. I'm so grateful to Rick Birch and David Atkins every day. Thank you for believing me. X. We got kissed by Nikki Webster, people. That that takes away but, from but the we pain were, of being dissed by Benny Music. Just saying. But we weren't mentioned in that. That's the unfortunate part. She said thank she, you. Thanks for tagging me. <laughs> okay, there you go. That works in my level. Jared picked up on that. So XOXO strawberry kisses. There you go. <laughs> now look, I'll formally apologize for my first apologies to Benny Music. It was a bit mean. I got carried away, but I was getting excited to Nikki I- Webster there. I'm going to say, I'm not going to apologize because if I remember the episode, all we literally said is we haven't heard this song. And then I started seeing all these replies. Like, How do you not know who this is? I'm in, can you tell from the accent? I'm from Canada. Okay. <laughs> you tell me how many of the most famous Canadian singers, you know, outside of David Foster or Celine Dion, <laughs> and then we'll talk. Yeah. Benny music. Uh, <laughs> I take back my second apology. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> No, I take it back. You don't. You're too close. Chad, what are you weighing this in apology? Where are we at in this apology? Do we mean it? Do we don't? I don't know where we're at right now. I'm confused. I don't think it was owed. We were drumming her up, (laughs) saying she should get more business. Putting her bid in for the World Cup. Didn't get it, but we we tried to get her there. Um, Yeah, I I think we were bagging out, if anything, that her song wasn't being played. Exactly. That's what a fan should do, right? Yeah. So, you know... Just just take, take a step back, Ben A Music. Why don't you go and record a 20-minute song called Can You Feel the Spirit Inside <laughs> You? And then maybe, maybe we'll talk. All right? Good. Okay. Now that's over and done with. Hi, Nikki Webster. Hello. <laughs> um, we love you. Icon. Who are we going to tag this week? <laughs> David Foster. <laughs> Shut the damn song up. Uh, <laughs> Colin, Calgary 1988. You were in Canada. You were like six. Did you I at was. least watch? Like, do you remember the Olympics being no. on or anything like this? Well, I, I I think that it was probably one of my first memories of the Olympics even being a thing. Uh, the opening ceremonies, I knew nothing about it. The, the only vague memory I have is uh, my parents getting very invested in the figure skating. You know, we have our flag bear there and there was uh, Elizabeth Manley on the, the women's side. So, Figure skating was obviously big during that time because I remember them talking about it and watching it. Um, but uh, other than that, I have no memories of it. I mean, the, the, the Calgary 88 Olympics is, it's like I was just too young to appreciate it. If it had been a couple of years later, 
you know, maybe even like a year or two later, I, I probably could have witnessed it all and had great memories, but I got no great memories. Um, I've got some great memories now that I've seen the uh, opening ceremonies. I've also got some things that are going to haunt me in my dreams. You peed on the rose bushes when you went to Calgary. I did, yes, yeah, a couple of years later, and I would have actually had some some more memories of this. When I went, it would have meant something to pee on the b- bushes. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've told this story in the show before, but when I, I went to Calgary, I had like a couple of days there, and I was meant to go out to the Olympic Park, but I slept in and. Could have caught a bus out there, still could have made it, but I was seeing a Flames game that night and I just wanted to like hang out at Scotia Bank Saddledome more so. So I didn't end up going. But that's where you peed at, right? Like that was the Olympic yeah. Park. The big area. flower bed in front of the park. But I've been to the park a couple of times. I mean, it's great because you still have like the, the, it's the bobsled that was used, I think, in the movie and not the actual Olympics, but like the Jamaican bobsleds right out front. And um, the, 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 the best thing for me, though, I, I can't remember if it was the last time I went to Calgary or one of the pri- prior, prior times. The hotel I had, I'm like, oh, this is about a 30-minute walk from McMahon Stadium. That's where the opening ceremonies were. So I had went out very early one morning to try to walk there, only to realize Calgary is extremely confusing. And it is basically all up or downhill. Uh, and I ended up being able to get a couple pictures of McMahon Stadium a little bit from the distance, uh, but that was the closest I got. Well, I mean, after having watched this opening ceremony, I mean, this again also was also like a three-hour ad for the Alberta Tourism Board. So, I mean, I'm sure you might be <laughs> tempted to go back anytime soon. I mean, can, your three Olympics that you've had in Canada all have very unique stadiums. I mean, I didn't see mm-hmm. McMahon Stadium, but reading about it and seeing it, it's a unique-looking stadium. Obviously, the Montreal Stadium is very famous for being one of the most expensive stadiums ever built and is pretty much this white elephant that you can't demolish because it would just cost too much to demolish. The might as well keep running it. That doesn't really get used. I've been to it. It's a spectacular looking stadium. Uh, And then, of course, Rogers Place in in Vancouver, the indoor stadium, of course. And I mean, that's a that's a nice stadium. It's in a very good location. Probably the best of the three. Said that I've never seen McMahon Stadium, so I'm sure it's nice. But I, I've always said to you, Colin, and anybody who ever goes to any of the three Olympic cities in Canada, that you always embrace the fact that you had Olympics there, like Calgary. Yeah. When I get off, you get off a plane in Calgary. There's Heidi and Howdy. The there's like there's, yeah. there's there's Calgary '88 stuff there. When you walk on that bridge across the Scotiabank Saddledome, all on the walls is just all, these are all the highlights of Calgary '88. Montreal, you go out to the Olympic Park District, you feel like you're in the '70s. Like they've kept it pristine and they keep it up up to date and it feels like it's still then and then vancouver everything's still around there there's like podiums you can stand on in the city the cauldron's right there in this waterfront like really well done jared i know you've got a big experience of canadian olympics uh having visited there many many times and i know you remember this plenty of times as a minus four-year-old throughout your olympic fandom had you ever seen clips of this did any of this sort of come to memories of maybe seeing uh, highlights of calgary 88 outside of the Jamaican bobsledders walking into the stadium from Cool Runnings? I have not, yeah, haven't seen any highlights, went in completely blind. Um, I think after watching, I understand why I might not have seen many highlights from it. Um, But yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, look, it's, I I always, I'm, I'm very intrigued whenever we will get to go back to these opening ceremonies from like, 80s behind like i think the earliest one we've got on this list might be munich um it is so you know it's going to be very interesting we go to the 70s when none of us were born at all but yeah it's it's sort of going to be intriguing for these ones that none of us have really any memories of 
And I'd only really seen a clip here and there. I think they show like a little clip of this in Cool Runnings before they obviously kind of recreate it with the actors for the movie itself. And I can't remember on Eddie the Eagle if you see anything from it. I don't think you do. But I think I might have watched some of the official film of this many years ago and seen some clips of it. But, I mean, for the life of me, I've never seen Dinosaurs. I've never seen um, the amount of line dancing, the dance song that is still in my head. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an intro because I don't know where we're going to come at for ratings for this one because obviously we've done two very different ones prior to this. We did Lillehammer, which we were all on board with. Like, hey, this is pretty decent, actually. This is pretty fun, kind of getting a bit more modern. Then Rio, which we obviously all were part of in this podcast when we first started and kind of it was a redux episode and it sort of kind of stayed how we remembered it, but almost improved slightly because the subsequent ones were shitter. Um, but fresh slate. So uh, let's 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 do a fresh slate in this episode. Let's I'm gonna open it to the floor. Jared, I'll let you choose. Which of the four do we want to start with? Do we want to go cultural, parade, cauldron, or speeches slash other? I feel like start with the parade. Start with the parade. Alright, good, because what is with this not much to talk about. Um, Happy I'll, birthday <laughs> to Australia. I'll get to that, but I love the initial introduction to this where you see a bunch of like RVs and camper vans, like when they cut to outside the stadium and they're like, now welcome to the stadium, the athletes of the 57 countries. And you see like these RVs, I'm like, fuck, this really is our birder. It's like hillbillies and rednecks coming into the stadium. What's going on? Um, but then all of a sudden you come into the stadium uh, just an overall vibe. It, I mean, I know we talked to Lillehammer how it was a bit sort of like formal March-esque, you know, at least Rio, like you had them on bikes and kind of, you know, let's plant a tree. Like it was a little bit different. Obviously, the more and more opening ceremonies have gone on, they've loosened up a little bit. Rick Birch talked a lot about that last week. But yeah, I, I, I don't know if I was a huge fan of this. I'll start with you, Colin, for this. Again, we'll talk about Canada and Australia and some of the fashion choices, of course, but just overall, it just... Very marching band. Everybody looked bored. Like, I, I just... And the crowd... Sorry, Canada, you're really usually exuberant, but outside of Australia, Britain, the United States, and Canada, you didn't give a shit about anyone. Um. Well, the one thing I liked about it was that it wasn't an hour and 40 minutes or whatever Rio clocked in at. Well, this is because this is like all the countries minutes. that don't exist anymore. Can we just point out, in 1988, <laughs> Soviet, like, like 30 countries weren't there because they are all under the Soviet Union. There were two Germanys, yeah. Yugoslavia... Um, Czechoslovakia, that's about it. <laughs> so that don't exist anymore. <laughs> 57 countries and, and a lot of the, even the bigger countries didn't send that many athletes into the, the stadium, which, uh, you know, it helped to go by quick. Um, we didn't have as many bold costume choices as, uh, Lillehammer did. That was kind of crazy. Uh, but, uh, I mean, some of the ones that, uh, that I point out, first of all, the Australian one, that's a nice coat. Uh, I really Once appreciate again, the coat there. Just like Lillehammer. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I mean, a, a lot of the countries just kind of looked exactly the same. It was great to see Jamaica. And, and again, mm. kind of going against what the movie showed us. It's like, nobody wanted these guys. Like, they hadn't even gotten on the track yet. And it was the biggest ovation, I think, yeah. next to Canada was for Jamaica cheap. coming out. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not like they were the only, you know, country from a warm climate who was there, too. So that was uh, that was kind of cool to see. Um, I, I do have, do we, do we want to save like our best and worst costumes? Yeah. Uh, or do you want me to just go with that? Okay. Just an overview at the moment, I think. Yeah. 
Which it's yeah. I, I'm glad you pointed Jamaica out because that's the famous one, of course. Calgary '88. Yeah, everyone knows the story. But I also think yeah, you're right. They you point out because like Fiji were there and like Puerto Rico mm-hmm. were there and like Argentina, Argentina, like like countries that again you don't associate with the winter Virgin Olympics. Islands. India was there as well. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't realize some of these countries are countries that you feel are more modern. Like Jamaica was kind of the the cornerstone moment for these nations to be there. But uh, there they were going going out there with that as well. But yeah, it was sort of interesting to kind of see the real Jamaican bobsled team outside of, uh, you know, the movie because Devin Harris had been on this show before. He was amongst that group yeah. there as so well, walking out into the stadium. Jared, just your overall vibe on on the parade? I thought it was decent. I liked the the guides that they had. I thought their, like, their costumes were good. Um, I feel like the star of this whole thing was uh, the weather. The wind was just really oh, yeah. carrying those flags. Like this is great. There was no awkwardness was of people like not being able to do anything properly. Like all the flag bearers had the easiest job ever. It was like just hold it still, and the wind's going to do everything for you. Um, I so everyone was just wearing the same thing. Yeah, like the inspector gadget vibes were so high. Fedoras and cowboy hats. They were fedoras and cowboy hats. Fedora and your trench coat, and that's it. Um, Particularly, like France was like exactly inspector gadget. Like that was definitely (laughs) their inspiration when they were walking out. But um, yeah, it would be nice. I think yeah to see a bit more variety. But there definitely were a couple of standouts that that we'll get to. I was a little bit concerned. Like Britain got a big cheer. But I'm thinking, like, well, it's Canada, France are going to get a big cheer. Pin drop. Like, no one gives a <laughs> shit. I'm sure the Montreal, when we get to the Montreal opening ceremony, I'm sure, hey, France! Whereas here it was just like, hmm, France are entering the stadium. I do love the fact that China had to wear baseball caps that said China on it. Um, <laughs> in case you got confused. Um, also, the Dutch, like, everyone kind of walked out, like, sort of, like, solemnly, like, in lines. Kind of like, the Dutch was like, three over here, seven over there, 12 over there. <laughs> they just got like, oh, hello, we're the Dutch. Uh, we, we come in that way as well. Um, but, uh, like, before we talk about the fashion ones, just on Canada and Australia, like, I, I mean, this was a unique opening ceremony that obviously, like, we watched all of this on the Olympic channel. If people want to watch this, go to the Olympic channel uh, olympics.com you can find just click on calgary 88 you can watch the whole thing on there um but like usually like sometimes i think the rio one we had um the the ibs sort of just the generic commentators Lillehammer, we didn't have any commentators but this like it had a narrator like in the stadium like please welcome la, 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 la. this is alberta land of the great things and i'd never heard that in an opening ceremony before because i usually leave that up to the tv people but it was so unique how it was like Every country that comes in, like Austria, Canada, United States of America, I'd never heard it before at any Olympics that one country gets signalled out for their birthday. And who was it? (laughs) Australia! Because in 1988, we did celebrate our bicentenary, very famous uh, year in this country. But uh, that's really weird. And then they played happy birthday to us. I mean, Jared, I'm I'm honoured. But I mean, this is, I'd never seen this before. It caught me so off guard because uh, I think like at that point I was probably like, come on, like Australia, hope and get in there. And then I'm like, what are they, what's going on? What are they doing? And then everybody in the stands like joining in, seeing happy birthday. I'm like, this is just, although then the rest of it, then I was like, like who's, who's like, 
birthday we're celebrating next right like yeah. surely somebody else something special for them not nah, nobody else it just made it so much better yeah like I, I mean imagine if they did this in like you know like you got the bruce mcavaney effect in rear like oh also a great beach boys song like i want the <laughs> canadian to come in jamaica future movie stars in six years time starring john candy we're like yeah john candy <laughs> um like it was it was it was it was odd i mean colin uh, did you know it was our 200th birthday in 1988 no, I mean, I would have thought you were much younger than that. You don't look that old. <laughs> Thank you. But well, you, you do, but not you, Australia. Would you like to see this added? Like, you know, Paris next year. I don't know what 2024 it's, or so. The French wouldn't do it. I mean, Los Angeles might, but the French don't <laughs> give a shit. It, it, it's something that personalized it and made it different. It it, uh, it made it a little bit less formal, which, uh, I mean, the opening ceremonies tend to be a little bit too formal sometimes. So i had to i i not only did a double take i actually went back did i hear what this is before they got to the song like did i hear what i thought i just heard they wishing them happy birthday and then they go back and then it keeps going with the song when you talk about this david foster maybe he had a part in that and he was like you know i really wanted to work happy birthday in there who has a birthday this year <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it could be what was it was it korea during tokyo when they were basically like Hey, Iraq, they got invaded. Here's a picture of a bomb. Like, I mean, the French are going to do that next year. Aha, uh-huh, yes, Germany. Fuck you, Germany. <laughs> You've done shit. Um, it was it was very unique. Uh, Australia's flag bearer, Michael Richmond, a speed skater, by the way, three-time Olympian. And at that point in history, uh, was one of very few athletes for Australia at a Winter Olympics could finish in the top half of a competition. So uh, there you go. Fun fact there. Canada, got to say, though... Um, Tassels. Uh, I know it's Calgary. Uh, I know it's the Calgary Stampede. There's a big cowboy theme to this whole thing. I get it. But what is the deal with these uh, tassel things? Uh, on their co- Bring back the capes, I say, Colin. I like the capes better from Lillehammer. You know, all I could think of when I see those tassels is like Back to the Future 3. It's yeah. like Clint Eastwood would never wear anything like this. <laughs> this is somebody's idea in the 80s of what cowboys looked like. Uh, I mean, your flag bearer uh, reading here, Brian Orsa, Brian was a, uh, a well-known... Uh, was this the Battle of the Brines, wasn't it? Um, yeah. In, him and Brian Boitana, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this was the year of the Battle of the Brines or if this was coming off of that. Um, but, uh, I mean, that was one of the few memories I have was my parents talking about, oh, Brian Orsa. And uh, uh, it, it's funny because every single time they zoomed in on somebody, it was one of our figure skaters. Like, we saw... Elvis Stoico and Elizabeth Manley, like everybody's going past in the Canadian March because I thought for a while, I'm like, this is a little bit vain. They just keep showing Canada. And then I realized because we're the last one to come out, all the other countries are still taking their seats. So you see like the Virgin Islands and they're still trying to go up the stairs. I'm like, all right, now this is not a well-timed show. Like, let's move on to the next act. We don't have to watch everybody as they climb up into their seats. The, the best bit I thought was every single time the camera people in this bloody thing cut to somebody in the crowd, it was always the Puerto Ricans. Like, they just didn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. Like, hey, Puerto Rico, <laughs> what do you think of the line dancing? Hey, can you feel the spirit inside you? Do you know, another thing I just made a note of here, you're talking about the, the perfect wind and everything. It, it shifted, unfortunately, during India's entrance. And <laughs> yeah, India became the only the country... Head. Right in the face. Yes. He's like, oh. <laughs> I saw that too. Uh, it was the Battle of the Bryans in 1988. Brian Bortona won gold. Oh, okay. Brian also got silver. And Australia's Cameron Medhurst finished 19th. For those at home uh, wondering how that went. Um, other fashion choices. I, literally, the thing I only wrote down was the Bulgarian fedora stood out for me. Um, the, <laughs> again, China. Like, China. Uh, <laughs> did you get where they were from? 
Uh, New Zealand, surprise, surprise. Well, black oh. with some lamb wool on them. Um, what a surprise. <laughs> Am I the only one who looked at New Zealand and thought this is like 1920s Prohibition era mobsters? Often like, when you look at New like Zealand, a, that's what you look at. Yep. It was like something out of Peaky Blinders or something. <laughs> I don't know. They put the oh, very Birmingham. odd look. Birmingham Bull. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just standard New Zealand attire. I don't think they've changed their <laughs> outfit since the 1988 Olympics, <laughs> summer or winter. I can't wait till we get to Seoul, by the way. I hope that the uh, Seoul organisers wish us a happy birthday in 1988 as well, just while we're on that. Uh, Colin, any other fashion standouts for you? Yeah, uh, I, I got a bit of a laugh. I mean, every time Germany comes out, you're always expecting them to be like super serious and everything. Which but, like, one? Germany, well. <laughs> There's two in 1988. <laughs> but like they, they had like these baby colors. It was like very, very light blue and very, very light purple. It looked like how you would paint a baby's room. I believe like, they were the East They are really Germans. trying to soften. <laughs> they're, they're, they're definitely trying to soften them. Um, the uh, Great Britain had like their golf hats. Mm. Um they were golf, like they almost, were they here. were they golf or beret? They almost berets, weren't they? Maybe a combination of a, a golf beret, a, a, a golf ray. Let's call it that. Golf uh, ray, okay. A, a brawl. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I I got really excited when I saw the U.S. come out because you, you know they have the multiple uh, colors and everything. The ones that came out in the black jacket, like that is a nice coat. <laughs> I like that coat. <laughs> and then right behind them, you see the white coats with the red scarves. I'm like, that is an ugly coat. <laughs> <laughs> Who drew the short straws in US here? <laughs> the one thing I'm actually kind of glad among many reasons why we do not have the Soviet Union anymore is it takes about 20 minutes to say their name. The Union of Soviets. <laughs> and then they just come out like, was this a time in history when like, People from that part of the world, I don't want to say Russia because I realised the USSR was like 30 countries or whatever it was, but they were smiling. Like, were they, yeah. like, maybe they were like the Kazakhstanians or the Ukrainians and like all the all the countries that are, you know, now separate. Like, they're happy to be there. The Russians are at the back because Russians never smile. <laughs> I've never seen a Russian smile in my life, um, but I and liked it. And they look it. sincere too. They did. Like, End of communism, like the end of kind of like that period of time. We're getting close to the Berlin Wall falling down. So it's kind of, ah, oh, maybe it was a good time to be a communist in 1980. <laughs> yes, we'll soon be all separate countries in a few years' time. Yes. Well, this, be, this would have been the last Winter Olympics of the USSR. Because yeah. we had the unified team in 1992, didn't we? Uh, was that just in um, Barcelona? Were they in Albaville as well? I'll look that up. Uh, Jared, any other fashion ones? I feel like Finland was up there, like mm. the teams who just pretty much wore, I don't know, like a, a bomber jacket. They were kind of up there in like their, their snow gear. Um, I think Italy kind of nailed the trench coat look, like of all the trench coat, like Italy was were the ones who had that down pat. And then uh, Mongolia as well, because they just like, this lady has this like really expensive looking like fur coat on, like she was like doing the right thing as well. Um, it, well, Jared, I, I, I was I was hoping Jared was going to mention the Netherlands, but he didn't. Uh, did anybody else see the Netherlands and think this is like some sci-fi spacesuit that they're wearing? Maybe something? that's why it they were like so a- spread out because it was like magnetic or something. <laughs> it was very like like that one, yeah. Like because it kind of had were they the ones that had like splodges on their thing too? Like kind of like like artistic splodges. It looked like. Am I thinking of the right country? Oh, I don't know if that was... I mean, I, I just saw, like, these giant blue suits, and I'm like, oh, this looks like they're about to go to the moon. <laughs> come on, come on. Jared, you're Dutch heritage. What's going on? Probably uh, looking away at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was... um, I don't know if it was 
India was one of the smaller nations. Like, I mean, India's not a small nation, but in terms of athletes at a Winter Olympics, they had just the one athlete. They didn't have any officials with them. It was just them. It was just them with the flag. And it was just like, hello, I'm here. It's like, oh, there you are. There you are. John coming to the stadium. Um, uh, yes, this was the last Winter Olympics for the USSR because uh, Unified Team was also in Aberfield, Alberville as well. Uh, did you know, because like, I, I was reading about that sort of in this period of the Olympics, like nowadays, like you get a lot more officials can come into the stadium with the team. Obviously, these smaller nations and maybe you've got one or two athletes you know, they bump it up by having like seven officials. Wasn't it Nigeria? Like it was like their doctor was carrying the flag in, in uh, Tokyo or Beijing the other year. But I was reading that only like, I think four officials were allowed to march, but there were teams with more officials who like traded with other countries. So like, hey, India, you've got like one doctor, so give us your other three passes. And that's why I swear some of these countries, you saw like 90 year olds and they were always in the front. It's like the flag bearer was like, hey, hello, I'm the flag bearer. Then you got like old, you know, Jimmy and Betty walking behind them. And I'm thinking, geez, the 80s, they're probably like 23 years old. People looked old in the 80s, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything anything else to add? I mean, I, I did like the the uh, the graphics that showed you the names of the flag bearers. So that was kind mm-hmm. of a nice little touch that obviously we don't really do in modern Olympics anymore. And obviously this was a, a unique opening ceremony where the organizers deliberately wanted them to come out early and then they actually sat them in the stands. So again, if you listen to our Rick Birch interview, he said that was a plan for Sydney. He wanted to have the athletes come in early and sit in the stands, but he said, Nope, NBC and other networks are basically like, this is the best part. This is the highest rated part. It doesn't matter if it goes for four hours because this is the part everybody tunes into. It's the athletes coming in. So this was a rare one where they actually had them sitting in the stands and, and watching along. Uh, Jared, anything else to add? Nothing else on, yeah, on the flag parade. Colin? Uh, no, I mean, I, I would have liked to have uh, sped up a little bit, like I said at the end, where all of a sudden everybody's trying to take their seats, just move on to the next act. But uh, it was short. It was to the, here I am. It's probably the shortest we'll ever have. And I'm complaining, oh, no, they could have sped it up two or three minutes at the end. Oh, wait till we get to like... 1980 in like Lake Placid. There's probably like three countries in nine. Everyone was boycotting back then. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're short and safe. One thing before we get to the ratings, I, I want to read this on Wikipedia. Apparently, this is from a book. There's a book about uh, the um, the Calgary Olympics, just sort of behind the scenes. So, just it's on fashion. So, if you saw in the crowd, everyone was sort of wearing ponchos and kind of there was uh, obviously the Olympic rings and you had the maple leaf and all that kind of stuff in the crowd. So apparently the Calgary organizers wanted the audience to be part of this. So they were like, okay, we're going to give everybody a poncho. Now they got these sponsored and paid for by Coca-Cola. But back then the IOC was very strict on logos and sponsoring and all that sort of stuff. So they're like, shit, okay, what are we going to do? So they sent 62,000 ponchos to nearby prisons to make prisoners remove these logos. The prisoners did that, but several of them also wrote very rude things and offensive <laughs> sayings on these ponchos. So all the organizers had to shift through all these ponchos to remove offensive things that prisoners had written on the ponchos. Wow. Um, there you go. That's a fun little fact. I want to see if I can find one of these on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably still got the music. Can you feel the spirit? <laughs> no, I can't. Um, I'm starting with you, Jared. Out of five, what are we giving the parade of athletes? Uh, smack bang in the middle of three. Wow. Okay. Uh, so that means this is on par with Rio and just above Lillehammer. You gave Lillehammer a 2.5 and you gave Rio a three. There you go. Colin. 
Uh, I would have gone a 2.5 with this. I'll still go with a 2.5. Jared has not swayed me. Okay, so you have literally given every parade in all three of our opening ceremonies a 2.5. Consistency. <laughs> wow, I'm going to shock both of you. I, yeah, not a fan. I think this is the worst one we've seen so far. Uh, 1.5. Not not one point five. Just it just the mute. Like, you got a flag in the face. Yeah, but like outside of that, what else really happened? There was a happy birthday. The music was kind of bleh. Um, was, did anybody else think that the music sounded like the wedding march? Like da 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 da. da. It kept there was this yeah. when it kept looping. At one point, I'm like, oh, who's getting married? But like it like Sydney like. I know they kind of had like the, the the marching band music, but they kind of tailored it to certain countries. Like famously, when Australia comes out, they play Waltzing Matilda. Like it was kind of like it was on that level of it. But yeah, I don't know. This didn't stand out for me. Uh, before we move on, speaking of Waltzing Matilda, uh, last weekend, of course, I, I went to the NHL, played in Australia for the very first time. Colin, they brought out an organist. I don't know if it was like the LA Kings or the Arizona Coyotes organist. So, you know, doing all the songs. And at one point, he started playing Waltzing Matilda and everybody in the crowd like <laughs> went off and they put him on screen. He's all this happy man. Like, and I was just like, Hey, so I'm guessing it's probably the first time Waltzing Matilda's ever been played in an NHL game. So there you go. Uh, Colin, what do you want to do next? Yeah. Cultural cauldron or speeches slash other. Uh, let's do cultural. All right. That's where I got the most notes. So there was dancing. All right. Anything else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Di- uh, dinosaurs uh, start off Carl what do you think of the cultural stuff because I've got plenty to say about this uh, I mean so so I think living here I was able to pick apart some differences in a lot of the displays although I, I pretty much assume that anybody else not from Canada wouldn't um, because we did have a lot of dancing uh, yes. one of the things that I really liked was um, uh, well first of all the stampede thing they talk about like the Calgary stampede and we did have like some cool you know, cowboys. And there was the one really cool overhead shot there just behind the shoulder shot of that one guy who turns around and like, yeah, <laughs> giving the smile to the crowd. Uh, th- that was pretty cool. Again, maybe a little bit too short. Um, the, uh, the, all the dancing stuff. Uh, I, I think that the, the one that stood out a little bit more was um, uh, I, I don't know what they actually called that section, but it was uh, like the settlers. So when they're wearing like the sashes and all that. So we have like a big festival every single year here in Winnipeg called the festival, the Voyager, which is like, an outdoor winter festival, but it's about, you know, that era, like the, 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 the settlers and everything. And then the, the, the French and the Métis and stuff like that. Uh, so that one actually said a little bit more. What was really cool was seeing the, the whole immigrant section where mm. everybody from all these different countries came out here or the Ukrainians and, uh, and this and that. And then the Russians um, promptly kicked them off the screen and took over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that one only made the director's cut. <laughs> Um, I, I thought that the, uh, uh, the, the dinosaur portion, oh, the either best. the high point or the low point, the I can't tell. Point. Come on. That was the, there's it, maybe one other costumed uh, thing in this opening ceremony that topped it. But seriously, that was <laughs> epic. When you sent me that screenshot last time, I'm thinking, you're, you're teasing me. You're not watching the opening ceremony. And then when they came out, and what were they, chickens? Like, what were those inflatable things? They were like, Look like <laughs> Fraggle Rock down Fraggle Rock. <laughs> it was so good. I thought oh. Salt Lake City topped the thing with giants skeletons of dinosaurs but these had inflatable freaking dino from bloody the flintstones <laughs> like i i appreciated that they were throwing something in there because this is believe it or not something that i have never seen played on any highlights as many times as they show <laughs> clips of calgary never been shown wonder why but uh it, it's cool that they included something like that that's not just about like 
actual personal heritage and uh, things like that, or cowboys, like we got dinosaurs, lots of dinosaurs. We even have an Albertosaurus. But first of all, just the inflatable one. That was the single worst inflatable dime. That's like the things you buy at the dollar store and you pump up with like a bicycle pump. It just happened to be 40 feet tall. Uh, <laughs> the egg breaking. I mean, this is what the second opening ceremonies we've had with the, showing the birth of something. And yeah, those Fraggle Rock dinosaurs is oh. just, wow, this is bizarre. But weirdly, I think that there is nothing from these opening ceremonies that I'd rather go back and watch a second time than the bad dinosaurs. It was spectacular. I think the beauty of this whole cultural bit, because it was very like spread out, right? So you kind of have this opening bit, then it was like parade and a little bit more, then speeches, a little bit more. So like it kind of wasn't all together. But I think the opening bit's the best bit. Like, I mean, this is this is your ad for Alberta. It's like, Alberta! We've got a shopping mall and you see like the Edmonton mall and it's like the Calgary Flames. Like you see a shot of like a Calgary Flames game and they're just like industry, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. travel. <laughs> now, are, this isn't technically cultural, but are we just doing all the entertainment now? Or are we going to save the whole entertainment thing for oh, later? I think it's all like, I think yeah. the, the song it's, at the end, like it's all cultural, I think. Yeah. I mean, the song at the end, when we were saying oh, this is 20 minutes, like... It is 20 I, minutes. I wanted to... I timed I started it. It's to... 19 minutes long. I'm not joking. But but, but uh, what we're seeing is basically like the the raw footage where yeah. people are being told to exit the stadium and they coffee. keep playing the song, which... Yeah, like I could imagine leaving the stadium, this would drive you nuts. I, I Once I actually heard them saying, okay, uh, everybody make your way to your vehicles, I'm like, I'm guessing this is over. And I turned it off. I'm like, I, I, seven minutes... I was into the song at 12, 13, 14 minutes. I'm like, I'm over this song now. <laughs> well, I, I, was, I, was, I was like thinking I'm going to be late. Like, you know, because by the time I started watching it. And then yeah. when I realized this song and I, I messaged you guys, oh, there's seven minutes to go. Do I need to keep watching this? And yes. you're like, no. It <laughs> like it's the one thing I'll say about the start of the song at the end, which is kind of like, into, I love these kind of almost like very 80s track suits with like the maple leaf mm -hmm. white and the red. But you've got these like very exuberant 80s, almost like aerobics dancers. Like, can you feel the spirit inside? And then you got those like two in the crowd who are trying to pump the crowd up. And they're like kids are like, yeah, spirit inside. And these people in the crowd are just going like, I don't want to slip on these stairs and I want to go get my coffee and transport may be busy. So I've got to hurry up. Like, I mean, very Canadian that you've got an announcer. Be careful when you're leaving as the stairs might be slippery. And remember, transport will be busy. But get a free coffee on the way out at one of our local street vendors. Like, how, how nice. That's uh, Simpsons quote of the episode. The uh, the one where they did like a President's Day um, play and he got Skinner. It's like, purchase some orange drink for the long ride home. Yeah. <laughs> your way through the lobby. <laughs> uh, now, now the, the single best part of this, and this is where we're not going to do anything about Heidi, heritage. Heidi, like howdy, howdy. <laughs> no, I'm thinking uh, for once the kids, which by the way, the kids coming out screaming. Oh, the pictogram like, bit, better than Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, is, is Juan Antonio chasing these children or something? Because ah, like screaming bloody murder. You wouldn't do such a thing. You would run to Juan Antonio. Don't say that. He's running well, towards you. You're going to hug him. He's a, oh, it literally he's followed right after his speech. The children come out screaming. Don't ah, run from the governor general. Don't get me started on her. We'll get to her. Oh, yeah. Moment. Wait till we get to her. But, uh, but I mean, it, when, when they started it, uh, at first... I'm like, oh, okay, so I see what they're doing here. They're they're building like you know the 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 snowflakes and everything. And then when they start going through the sports, some of those sports look really silly. When they did cross country skiing, you just see kids up close going like this. It looked really silly. But 
then when they do those wide shots and you're like, whoa, mm. the coordination for this, like I can't imagine adults coordinating something like this because the same kids it. over and over again. Like I was, it's I'm, crazy. Because I'm watching that was the that highlight go, of the whole thing. Because like to me, that's one of those things where you need some sort of like marker on the ground or something. But like, how the fuck did they do that? That yeah. was insane. Yeah, I mean, choreographing this would have been logistical nightmare. And you're dealing with children. Like, I've got children. They're not going to follow these instructions. I mean, you could have been one of these just calling out at your age in 1998. I could have been, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the, my favorite, though, was uh, the actual best is the, uh, the, the ski jump. Because they all changed outfits. And then you had yeah. the different colors. And then doing the movement. That was, like, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in any opening ceremonies. But then the, the best, uh, on a funny level was the biathlon because <laughs> I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this pictogram? What are they doing? And it just reminded me of like the, the Wayne's world thing where they're going through all the U S states and like mm. Texas, howdy partner. And then they get to Delaware. Hi, I'm in <laughs> Delaware. That was the biathlon. This is biathlon. <laughs> Otherwise that stole the entire show. It was, I mean, yeah, like I think we talked in Tokyo, like the pictogram thing was kind of cool, but it, like it went on forever. Whereas this was kind of like, you can understand why it went on forever. I mean, Tokyo was like two guys, wasn't it? Like, I mean, this was, you know, yeah. like a, a whole like giant, but it's just, it, it amazed me how they did that. One of the bits I loved, like the random bits was uh, the second flyover of the planes and they're like, and now the skybirds will be here. And everyone's just going, let me feel the spirit. And then the narrator's <laughs> like, they will be here any minutes now. <laughs> Uh, before I get your thoughts, Jared, I mean, like the whole opening bit though about like Alberta, which is so unique because like Brazil, for example, has states or provinces. I, I, I don't know what they call them there, states, provinces. But like at no point during Rio did we hear like, and Rio, part of the great province of Rioville. And like during Sydney, like no one's like, and part of the great state of New South Wales. Like you don't really hear that. America maybe does it a bit. I think there was a bit of Utah love and Georgia love or Atlanta and Salt Lake. I'm sure we'll get California love in, in five years' time. But I don't remember Vancouver going like, and British Columbia stands for bring cash. Um, yeah, I this unique, Colin. Is, that a, is Canada like on a global scale like that? Do they do that often? Because I've never really seen Canadians do like an American thing. Like, yeah, province. Um, I mean... This, when we do the Canada games, maybe, but uh, I, I think that every province is very distinct here. So if you're doing, I, I kind of, when we watch like the Vancouver one, you know, they didn't necessarily do that. It was just sort of, this is the country as a whole. So I kind of like this because of like Alberta has a very distinct personality. And, you know, if you were to do Manitoba, it would be extremely different from Saskatchewan, which Hi, is like right I'm on our from border. Manitoba. I'm from Manitoba. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, especially in Alberta. Like, I, I feel like Alberta is the Texas of Canada in so many ways. A, the cowboy thing, the oil thing. But just the fact that, like, Alberta just looks at themselves as their own country in a way. <laughs> it's almost very Quebec-like. Well, I mean, yeah, I can imagine Montreal ever got an Olympics in the in the future. Well, yeah, BC doesn't really do that. I don't think Ontario really does that. I, I mean, yeah, from what I know, at least anyway. But, I mean, it's it's. I think it's kind of interesting because, like, I think when we get, like, we obviously haven't had an Olympics yet, and maybe I'm putting this out to the universe because this is my subtle way of saying the next one we do, I'd like to have from what I like to call the golden period of opening ceremonies, like the 2000 to, like, 2012 maybe Sochi like Sochi wasn't too bad from what I remember of it and like kind of that was where you know you really took these cultural elements and really put it on a on a much bigger scale like I remember Vancouver and just the cultural elements and as you said like it was much more of a Canadian cultural thing it wasn't really a BC cultural thing and same with Sydney it wasn't really like hey New South Wales like it was more like Australia 
So I think kind of that was like a very uniqueness of it. And this was, yeah, different. It was in Alberta. Like I Be- think of Calgary, I think of the stampede and that was 75% of the fucking line dancing and cowboy <laughs> dancing and those weird Cruella de Vil dances. <laughs> they, they even had the song like right at the beginning. It's like Alberta. Yeah. Alberta. <laughs> it was like Alberta. Uh, and also it only took 16 minutes till we saw our first Mountie, by the way. So that wasn't too bad. Um, Jared. I feel like this was an opening ceremony of two halves and everything before yeah. the athletes parade was amazing. Yeah. It was quick. Like there was variety. Like, I feel like the immigrant section was great. I, I don't know why only the Ukrainian dancers got their spotlight, but good on them. Hey, give um, them their spotlight. Jared, you're allowed it. They don't get it much anymore. <laughs> well, considering how many other dancing, dancing segments they were, surely they could have incorporated some more here. Um, I feel like everything on like the, the horses were just like the best, like the wagons, the people doing tricks, standing up on the mm. horseback were amazing. Um, the marching band was on point. Um, the dinosaur section. I think my favorite is the introduction <sighs> so when they're good. like, one of Alberta's most fascinating, mysterious legends is the legend of the dinosaur. And I'm there like, <laughs> is the jury like still in doubt on dinosaurs? Do we not, <laughs> are we not agreeing that they're fact at this point? Like what's happening? So, so if the flat earth equivalent in 1988 was the, the flat dinosaur equivalent. Dinosaurs, ne- fact or legend. Mm. <laughs> I've only seen bones. I've never seen these real until some Hollywood director makes this into a movie where they look realistic. I don't believe these are real. Fake. How, how many people watched Jurassic Park five years later? Said, no, 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 no. I saw those Calgary opening ceremonies. <laughs> every every person in Calgary in 1993 was like, oh, hey, they're real. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what they look like, the people in the costumes. <laughs> I didn't know that they could dance. <laughs> they eat lawyers on toilets, eh? Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, the dinosaurs are great. I just love that. I feel like we got so many moments in this opening ceremony of the cameraman focusing on people stuffing up. You had like the roping <laughs> guy who gets, he's doing okay. And then like the camera cuts to like close up and like he gets stuck. And the, the lady waiting to like hop on her horse probably and they're just like filming her forever until she's finally ready to go while everything else is happening in around her in the meantime. Like this whole opening section was so good. And then I feel like everything after the parade, I'm not with you on like the pictogram section at oh. all. Like apart from the ski jumper, the rest of it, amateurish like the spacing wasn't right like the for like the luge and like the bobsled that track like everyone's hitting those walls if that's your track like that's dodgy (laughs) it's not uniform throughout um (laughs) too much and then too much dancing like way too much dancing after like this this first up like the best bit is like um when they get into like the square dancing which starts a slow but when the when the guy starts like calling out instructions is to oh, me gosh. like one of the highlights of this like opening ceremony like and that was my least there, favorite your right chord turn chord turn twist it bop it that like went, it's just that went it on was forever, so though. good no we went too long but it was good it was good. that was the best part of like the dancing honestly um the end song i don't know the highlight of that the howdy spotting but where was heidi Yay. heidi was just not invited to, to this opening ceremony <laughs> she couldn't like, feel the spirit like, inside her was she like an afterthought like, like or was she greeting people at the airport still and she couldn't make it but um <laughs> well she's stuffed in the airport go to calgary you'll see her she's still there <laughs> but yeah other than that i was just i just wish that like the first half had kept through the second half 
like the flyer with the jets too was cool but then there was one like yellow paint that wasn't working i'm like come on you got I, one job and then it turns on like halfway through and i'm like how come there's only one black line like just so you can have the v like it just wasn't there were some bad decisions about the flyover well i think this is and i'm going to give this a sound effect our first opening ceremony with an actual mascot in it. So there we go. We didn't see Rio. We didn't see Lillehammer. So there you go. And I actually really cannot remember any modern opening ceremony having a mascot in it. So I, maybe this is more of an older thing that they did. But um, yeah. It was I, an 80s thing. Dancing. Oh, my God. Like, the, like look, I, I'm half with you on the line dancing. Like, it's, it's very, like, Calgary. It's very, you know, stampede and... I like that they play the homage to the stampede, but like it just it got to a point where it's like, oh come on, like round your partner, round around and no do 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 do. Like again, you can see why in Cool Runnings they have this. Uh, the bar in Winnipeg, of course, Colin, where they film that. Um, yeah, but yeah, but it's just like there was the the Cruella de Vil dances. They just went on for so long. Like what? Like I I mean again, I've been to Calgary like once, but I I never danced when I was there. Is this a da- is it a dancing city, Colin? Did I miss out on the dancing? I'm, I'm not much of a dancer, I wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> it's just, yeah, too too much there. But, I, yeah, that's a very good way of putting it, Jared. I think it is very much an opening ceremony of two hearts. But the dinosaurs were amazing. Like, seriously, like, <laughs> when, when Jared's like, Jared messages the group, like, oh, wait till you get to 209, like, 32, and there's, like, howdy right there. And then I'm just like, like, oh, like, what do I like better, the dinosaurs or the mascot? Because, like, Again, these dinosaurs are inflatable. And they're like these chicken things. <laughs> like, what were they? I don't know what they were. They were so good. Like, seriously, when we get like when we get to closing ceremonies and we do the Salt Lake City, you know, the Osmonds voicing giant T-Rex skeletons, I thought was the best dinosaurs ever in Olympic ceremonies. But this might have topped it. Um, I did like, this is more so in the speeches other than sort of the more formal part, but I actually really liked the... Canadian national anthem singing in, I'm guessing that was the okay. native uh, language of the area. That was really good. I like that. And then, especially when the choir joins in in the end, it yeah. does the exact same thing. Which I had, and again, I'm jumping ahead here to that section, but they had that weird bit where they were like, and now we're playing the vice regal salute. And it's like, God save the queen mixed in with O Canada. <laughs> like, that's it. Um, but yeah, anyway. And it was a medley too. They're like, <laughs> we're not going to give any more than 20 seconds per song. Yeah, it, it was, it was very strange. Um, Unless we've got anything else to add, uh, Colin, let's start with you for the rating on this one. I feel like the good parts slightly outweigh the bad, and the bad, it wasn't unentertaining. It was just a little bit repetitive. I'll, I'll go with a three. A three. So on par with Rio, but just below Lillehammer, according to you. Um, I'll go second. Uh, so I literally, uh, I wrote down a number. Then I got to a certain point, I'm like, oh, maybe not. So I scribbled out and put out another number. I'm like, oh, actually, this is good. Scribbled out, made it better. I kept bouncing between a four. Then I went down to a 3.5. Then I went down to a three. But then when I saw the mascot, was it Heidi or Howdy? Which one was it, Jared? Howdy. It was Howdy. It was Howdy. Howdy. Of course it was. Uh, then as soon as I saw Howdy, went back up to a 3.5. So I've given it a 3.5, which is half a point higher than Rio than I gave, but half a point lower than Lillehammer. Jared. I gave it a two. Oh, I harsh. feel like I just didn't learn a whole lot about eh, true. the history of the place. Like, and that was too much dancing. True. 
Yeah. Like it was sitting high before we got to the flag parade. And then after the flag parade, it was like terrible. That song. God damn it. Um, I mean, I guess that's like, I like that sort of narrator guy, but then I guess this is where you are missing the TV commentary because the, the Cruella de Vil performers signify Calgary's connection with 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, there we go. All right. I am going to choose speech as another and we'll save the cauldron to last. Um, so what the fuck is the deal with the governor general of Canada in 1988? Who is this woman? Why is she so lazy and like bored? Like I get, she's like the representative of the queen. I know what the governor general does. We have one in this country as well, but like never have I seen the highest dignitary of course, he's not the Prime Minister in Canada. Similar to Australia, it's the Governor-General. She fucking rocks up in a chariot with horses in a mink coat and a mink hat. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. gets out of the thing. Poor old Juan Antonio Samarach. He's excellency in the freaking organising king of the Calgary. They're standing there freezing their tits off waiting for this woman to show up. And then when she reads the, oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Calgary. The games are open. And they cut back to her later on. She's sitting there. She's bored. Like, who is this woman, Colin? Is she a famous governor general? Uh, I mean, famous enough that there's a school. She's not even from Manitoba. There's a school here in Winnipeg named after her. No, oh, um, good for her. But uh, I mean, I, the, okay. The funny thing is, she's she's very small. So when they're introducing her, saying the governor general of Canada, and I'm seeing this carriage come in, and everybody else is in 1880s costumes, I'm like, she's gonna be in costume, yes. And then all of a sudden, when she fi- you finally see her head, and she's just in this fur coat. Well, the fur coats those don't date very well, do they? Uh, there's a lot of fur in this opening ceremony. But uh, I have I have a bit of an excuse for how bored she is uh, during her speech and everything else. Why they made, I look at now, a 66-year-old woman who's very small in the first place climb about 108 stairs to her seat all on camera. I'm like, I'm amazed she made it up. That's why. Like, did this poor woman, I mean, is she going to have a heart attack before she reaches the top there? Uh, (laughs) It it was a good entrance, uh, but I I honestly do believe that she was probably a little bit winded even still like an hour later when it came time for her speech. Um, I, I don't know. The, the speeches were again, short to the point. There was nothing incredibly entertaining about them. Um, her, uh, Jean Sauvé or whatever, uh, she was reading very heavily off of her cue cards and then still manages to refer to it as the 15th Olympic games and not the 15th winter Olympic games, which I think wasn't, wasn't, uh, there a similar thing in Lillehammer. We talked about somebody just said like the, mm. uh, 17th Olympic Games or something. Possibly, yeah. I, th- I think there was, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, aside from that, it was it was quick, it was to the point, and um, you know, everybody had a mild bit of energy, except for the woman they almost killed going up the stairs. When I first looked at this thing, that it was like two and a half hours long, I'm thinking this can't be right. This is a 1980s opening ceremony. These went for like 20 minutes, and I'm thinking like, you know, what's going on? Clearly, it was a song at the end. But like, imagine if they had that song as well as Brick and Thomas Bach speaking, because like, I, I'm with you like these, like one Antonio, he gets shit done. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's excellent. He just gets in there. He's in, he's out fucking like, get in there, go on one Antonio, get through it. And then even the organizing guy, the head of him, he was in and out. He was good. Mm-hmm. You're talking about mistakes, uh, Jared, before about showing the people mistake. Did you notice the cameraman at one point was like filming him? And obviously like the camera was off center. So you see this like hand come in to like wipe something off the camera and then move the camera back. Like, wow. 1980s television. That, that's uh, 
That's how you do it. I also do love at one point they cut to the stand. Poor old Prime Minister of Canada, Brian Mulroney. Already? Is just sitting in the crowd just like with his wife having a cup of coffee. Like poor old Prime Minister <laughs> probably had to pay for those tickets. Now, <laughs> uh, before I, I looked up on the uh, the Olympic website, uh, I started watching that playlist, which was ABC's coverage, which I guess there was a delay in starting. So they were, they were filling time. They actually had an interview with Brian Mulroney and... Uh, uh, I think it was Peter Jennings or whatever, and he's interviewing him, and he's like, so what can we expect in these open series? And Brian Mulroney said something which probably made every Canadian laugh. He's like, well, I don't think that uh, your American viewers think much of Canada other than cold weather and Wayne Gretzky, but we're going to show them that there's a lot more to Canada. You show them they were cowboys. <laughs> and dinosaurs, maybe. But no Wayne dinosaurs. Gretzky. <laughs> no Wayne Gretzky. No Gretzky. <laughs> 2010, that's when they saved him for. They, they were waiting 22 years for that uh, that appearance. Um, but I mean, but Jared, before I get you, th- I just want to get your thoughts on the governor general and touch some other things, but like, I remember, I don't know how that would have been in 1988 or even in 2010, but I remember that like back in Sydney, there was a big controversy around the fact that our governor general opened the Olympics. Cause they were like, well, it's gotta be the prime minister. John Howard's got to open the Olympics. And there was like this, all this debate around like, no, the prime minister, he's a, you know, no one in this country knows who the governor general is. And it's like, well, Technically, our head of state is the governor general. I think it was Peter Cosgrove back then. I could have could be mistaken, but he opened the games and like everybody was like, ah, why is it not the prime minister? Why is it not the prime minister? Anyway, um, Jared, I mean, the governor, I mean, you're not, you and I aren't Canadian. We can rip into her a little bit more. She's the first female governor general. Good for her, but I don't give a shit. Lazy she didn't want to be there. No. <laughs> I think she was, I think she was angry. She missed seeing the dinosaurs live. <laughs> <laughs> She's old enough. She lived it. <laughs> she... <laughs> That's not what they look like at all. But they're not real governors. You know, oh, shut up. I had one as a pet when I was a girl. Oh, God. The speeches were good because they were, like has already been said, to the point, got it over and done. But honestly, there was where was the practice? <laughs> <laughs> there needed to be a bit more practice for Calgary, a little bit more stage direction, catching people out before they have to awkwardly speak into the microphone. <laughs> when do I start? Uh, uh, now? No, now? No, that was the sorry. That was the snowbird cue. Oh, now I'm gonna, never gonna recover from this. That, show. That, I'm glad you. I'm... I was like, Suzanne, what are you doing? The mic's on. <laughs> that might be the greatest single thing I have ever seen in an Olympics opening. <laughs> I'm trying to find this woman's name. I didn't write it down. She's like the judge. You got like the the esteemed cyclist slash what is he speed skater coming across. Everyone's like, hey. even the narrator was a bit of a dick to him. He's like, he's achieved far more in speed skating than he ever did in cycle right? <laughs> bit mean to old mate here. But this woman, like, you're waiting for her to read it, and you just see an old Karen here. Where do I start now? <laughs> what? No. Oh. On behalf of all the judges, I <laughs> she sounded like our Kenyan mate from Rio. Like, I want to declare again. <laughs> I love this woman so much. When do I start now? <laughs> what do you mean, read it to the mic? Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> She's so good. It was so bad. And to be fair, like, I felt so fair because... She gets like she gets a French introduction, no English introduction. <laughs> so I imagine that's probably what she's waiting for. Like, are they? Is anyone going to introduce me, or are we just going to keep playing music <laughs> at a level that's like, is this background music, or are they going to stop this before I start? What's happening here? And clearly, she hadn't gone to rehearsals, and there was nobody on hand to like be like. 
it's it's funny you mentioned about rehearsal. We'll get to something in a moment where somebody admitted that they didn't have a rehearsal for it, and you can maybe see that. But it's just it was just so random. Like I legitimately am telling you now, I bumped up my score by half a point as soon as I heard her say that. (laughs) It was so hilarious. I was laughing so much. Um, The other the unique things about this. um, So we had. Uh, obviously, we had the giant dove from the children, but they actually released pigeons. They were pigeons mm. that they released, not things. But like, this doesn't date well. This opening ceremony. Can you imagine in like Paris next year? Oh, let's release balloons. It's like, oh, not the environment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those pigeons are being sucked up into air, the freaking sky. Oh, do, you, do you know? Do you know the story though about Seoul a couple months later? I I may ring a bell. What you're about to say, but tell Where the story. They re- where they released doves during the cauldron lighting and yeah, several they, flew straight into the flame. I knew there was something around birds and something that like it ringed a bell. Yeah, this would not be the worst in 1988 for birds. Um, but other like interesting bits. So this whole thing where they're like, and now we're going to raise the 57 flags. Well, I'm like, oh, this is like a good idea. Oh. So, so you literally see them like there and you're like, okay, cool. We're going to release, going to do the flags, flags. And then they cut away and then they're up. Like, didn't see them yeah. do it. What was that? Uh, I don't think that was a miscue because I think that uh, what w- w- it was before the athletes come in. I think yeah, when it was. they it was right uh, at the beginning. Yeah, so so I think the idea is supposed to be that as each flag bearer comes in, they would put their flag in there. That would have been something to cut to during the athletes parade. Mm. But instead, I'm sitting there waiting. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do the flags, okay, all right. And then there's like awkward people on camera. They're like. Ugh. Do they know that this is not part of the show? <laughs> you can tell. When it comes back, it looks nice. You, you can definitely tell this was in a real transitional phase of opening ceremonies because, like, obviously, mm. the, it's. I feel like when I say structured, obviously, each opening ceremony will do them in a certain order. But, like, even, like, with the national anthem, right, now we get, what, like, the Greek national anthem, we get the, the that country's national anthem, the hymn. It's so much more structured, whereas this, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, let's play like a few bars of the Canadian National Anthem mixed with this. And maybe that was something they did because obviously opening ceremonies used to be very much like military parades. They were formal. Again, Rick Birch goes into a lot of detail about this sort of explaining that he was very much responsible for changing over these a lot of the way. And even like he mentioned in that interview that sort of back in the 80s, it was the tradition that the handover flag from the previous city to that current, the next city, there was never a handover ceremony. It was done in the opening ceremony. And we see this here. Because mm-hmm. we get the mayor of Sarajevo handing the flag to the mayor of Calgary. So they didn't do handover ceremonies back in the 80s in the closing ceremony like we see now. So that was very unique and it was kind of very weird to see it. Um, but, yeah, that flag thing was was quite interesting. But also, can I just say, I love seeing a young Juan Antonio. My image is a Juan Antonio. He's grey hair. The winner is City and, you know, the best Olympics ever. And here he is looking old. Like he, he could have yeah. run up those stairs faster than old... Genial grandma here. It, it was it was also like very 80s. The, the the best line that he had during his speech was he he decided to single out how very expensive the facilities were. <laughs> <laughs> this is capitalist 80s at its finest. And the ex- the facilities are very <laughs> expensive. Nowadays, if you don't have a, a venue, you're not hosting the Olympics. Back then, build them all. <laughs> Which, again, that also doesn't age well, considering that uh, Calgary often have uh, been like, hey, you're going to lose the flames if you don't redo the Saddle Dome because it's that old oh. now. So, <laughs> sure, in 88, these were great. Um, and if we've got nothing else to add, Anybody else? Anything to add? No? All right. Well, we'll get into the score. I'll go first this time because you both had to go going first. Um, I initially had this at a 2.5, but I bumped it up to a 3 because seriously, that woman, Karen, whatever her name is, I love her. She is a man. When do I start now? <laughs> um, so, 
yeah, I've got this one point behind Lillehammer and <laughs> Rio was at a 0.5. So um, very much ahead of Rio. Uh, Jared? 3.5. Ah, ah, nice. nice. I like it. So this is your second highest as well. You've got this below Lillehammer and ahead of Rio. Rio not looking well at the moment, <laughs> but Lillehammer <laughs> looking very good. Colin? I agree with Jared. I got it at 3.5. Ah, there we go. I like it. Um, now, the cauldron. Um, <laughs> there's, there's one massive dick moment in this one, which I think is fucking hilarious. Uh, but I, I really love this idea of the guard of honor. So they got, you see all these people come into the stadium with a, with a torch. And these are one person from each of the 88 days that they've had mm-hmm. along, which I thought that's a brilliant idea. That's, that's really good. I like that. And then we have these two athletes come in. They're like, hey, we've got the cauldron. And they're like, hey, and this is blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm offending like famous Canadian athletes here. But the biggest dick moment, they're like, and here's John Smith, great wheelchair athlete. And they're like, hey, John Smith, you can't carry this by. And then they just run off. What is the point of that? Colin, is this some famous person? He's very, extremely famous. Uh, Rick Hansen. Uh, this this guy, I mean, you, you mentioned his name to school children who know nothing about sports. They probably know Rick Hansen's name. He was there during the Vancouver uh, ceremonies too, which I feel like was a makeup for this because I understand when you're right at the bottom of the stairs, you're not going to have somebody wheeling him up one stair at a time, but have him come out with the other two running it in with his hand on it or something. But you've seen uh, instead those, he literally seen places his hand on. Yeah, I was sorry. I was gonna say you've yeah. seen wheelchair athletes. They kind of like little holders before, and you've like you, plenty of wheelchair athletes have carried the torch before. Yeah, and with this, it's almost like the Pope laying hands on it at the end. It's like, I bless you, Calgary 88. Uh, but uh, yeah, they definitely did make this up to him in Vancouver. But still, I didn't realize he was here in, in Calgary. So it was cool for me to actually see, oh, Rick Hansen. Um, I mean, the the little girl, you, were you done or you want uh, no, me to I go? Just, I just wanted way? to get your thoughts on just that guy. Because okay. I just, I, yeah, I'll get to the little girl in a second. Jared, do you have anything to add? Because I just, it just, because uh, I think the thing, I kind of, I was going to write it down, but I didn't. And like the guy who like goes up to him, he just felt very demeaning. He's like, hey, fella, look, an Olympic torch. See ya. <laughs> he just ran off. Yeah, it wasn't a great look, was it? It was just weird too. Like I just was watching, I was like, uh, so so no handoff like oh, keep working champ maybe one day you'll be able to carry this too <laughs> it just wasn't a, it yeah the optics of it weren't great yeah it just it just didn't come off well but yeah then the, the, the cauldron itself which um i I'm, I'm like i'm torn on this because i think like it was very simplistic, right? We're so used to seeing like 50 handoffs. Like again, when we get to Sydney, like it was celebrating all like Australia's greatest female athletes. Whereas this, it was like two people walks in, Hey, wheelchair guy, you suck. And then like hands it off to a little girl. Um, so I've, uh, her name, which is Robin Perry. Thank you. I did have it in front of me. There it is. Um, now I love the way they introduce her. And now here's Robin Perry, a future Olympian. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not a future Olympian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is a, a Canada Games silver medalist. Uh, she was a figure skater. She was chosen from a group of local figure skaters. Apparently, she was a very good young figure skater, hence the future Olympian moniker there. 
Um, now, I read an interview that she did just before Vancouver 2010, kind of reflecting on this, and she sort of talked about how, like, you know, she got really famous about this. She got to go to the Seoul Olympics. She ran with Ben Johnson, probably gave him the drugs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but she also said that she never rehearsed this, and she didn't realize how big of a deal it would be. They basically kind of handed her a torch on the day. I'm like, hey, cool, you're lighting it. And she's like, oh, okay. So, like, she ran up the stairs, and you can kind of see her. She kind of, like, clunks it on the thing at first before it lights up. Now, again, very 80s. This is a 12-year-old girl in front of a giant pit of flames that is probably bigger than all of our houses. She could be dead. Like, I mean, I'm <laughs> woof. Everyone's like, yeah. Um, but I kind of like, like, it sort of starts off like, oh, okay, cool. But then I love this sort of, that goes up and it's like giant. Like, I mean, I love a good yeah. cauldron. Like, fucking Beijing last year. Shut up. Uh, whereas this is like, like the dinosaur level. And what gives it extra points for me, I love a flyover. Flyovers are spectacular. And this is before they fucked up later on in the opening ceremony because the skybirds or whatever they are. Zoom, snowbirds. Snowbirds. Straight over with the Olympic ring colors. Like I'm like, wow, that's cool. I, I, I do love a good flyover. So that added it to me. Um, this is the last time a torch a cauldron will be lit in Canada without a fuck up. So uh, 22 years later, we will uh, revisit this at one point. Um, I'll start with you, Jared, for this one. I like the cauldron and I like the backing behind it, like the teepee and then like the individual kind of canvas things or like the Olympic colors on it, the triangles, I thought looked really cool. I'm not a fan of having a 12-year-old light the cauldron. I, this is, I'm this not is, a fan this of that. Is, but, this yeah. is not okay. And the fact that she doesn't go on to become Olympian, <laughs> that is just rubbing salt in the wound. Like, at this point, like, as soon as she accepts that gig, you have to go on to become Olympian. Like, there was a contract that needed to be signed there that you have to, like, no ifs or buts about it, you have to go on to become an Olympian because that, I think, is just spitting in the face to every other 12-year-old who, like, could have been an Olympian. Like, surely there were some better choices out there. Oh. Nikki John Webster. Montgomery could have done it. Yeah, yeah. This was this was just not okay. It, I was like, really, like she could have start. Sure, sure, she could have started the run into the stadium, but giving her the honor of lighting the cauldron, not okay in my book. I look. I, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because yeah, I forgot to mention that. Like, I, I, I'm not a fan of this either. Like, I, like, I hated it in London that they got these like teenagers, like future. The Olympics is about the future. Like, I mean, to me, this is the the biggest name athlete Olympian, somebody you get that represents your country. And this is that honor that is bestowed on you. I mean, Gretzky was a legend in 1988, but he wasn't an Olympian in 1988. Obviously he got mm -hmm. the honor in 2010, but like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like I'm looking here. So there were seven kids in, in London who did it. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I can see at least one of these kids who lit the cauldron in London went on to win an Olympic gold medal. So there's at least one, um, so, you know, uh, that's something. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Jared. I'm not a fan of this whole lighting the cauldron by a kid. Anyway, Colin. Uh, I mean, the cauldron looks great. Uh, but when it keeps going and going and going, like, is this going to be, like you said, the size of the dinosaurs? Um, I, I like the idea of involving a single kid in there. Um, uh, and, and I, I did read that this Robin Perry, I don't know if it was the 25th anniversary or the 30th anniversary. She recreated this with like the cauldron that's still there at the Olympic Park. Uh, so obviously she still gets some recognition from this. 
apparently she runs, I don't know, it's like a PR firm or something like yeah. that. Now I tried to look it up to see if she actually was involved in sports still. Uh, but uh, yeah, I agree. Like this could have been, you have the the runners coming into the stadium. They hand it off to her and even have her run it up the stairs. But we got Rick Hansen at the bottom, probably the most famous of all these people. Just have somebody sit him at the top and he can do it. She hands it off to Rick Hansen and Rick Hansen lights a cauldron. That would have been amazing. He's low enough. This isn't meant as a joke, but he's actually low enough that no flames are going to you know, blow back in his face. Like have a him flag emerge into from the-, the cauldron like Britney Spears. Like, <laughs> holds out the cauldron and just lights it Kathy style, like in a circle. Calgary, 88. And then he like Go. fireworks on his wheelchair, jettisons into space. <laughs> How good would that be? I, well, we're still. We've got an archer lighting. We had a that's, ski jumper. See that? That's right. I want. I'm grading this not so much wanting to compare it to what's going to come after this because this is well, I guess one of the last two or three Olympics before the stakes got raised so much. But I think the fact that they had so much going on, where where you had the 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 torchbearers from uh, the entire uh, what 88 days or whatever come in there. That was great. Um, everybody there is somewhat memorable. The cauldron looked great. To me, what actually almost put this over the top in a good way was the most 80s shot of this entire show where they superimpose the cauldron mm. raising over the rest of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so tacky. It looks so <laughs> ugly, but it looks so 1988. 80s transition. Just, yeah, terrible. I just want to correct myself, by the way. Uh, I was reading a wrong name. So the only one of those seven teenagers from London... Uh, who went on to the Olympics was Desiree Henry, who won a bronze medal at the Olympics in sprinting. Uh, Adele Tracy, um, I don't know if she made the Olympics, but um, she's the only one with a Wikipedia page outside of Desiree Henry. All the other five kids, not even a Wikipedia. At least freaking old mate, he's got a Wikipedia page. Um, and the two that ran into the stadium, Kathy Priestner, who was a silver medalist in the 76 Olympics in speed skating, and Ken Reed a ski racer in downhill skiing and a two-time Olympian. So there you go. Um, Colin, you can go first with the cauldron lighting. Um, I'll I'll go with a 3.5. You were going to go with 3.5. So again, this is below Lillehammer for you, but a ha- above Rio. Jared. That's really generous, a 3.5. <laughs> I think... Um, Look, if we were judging Robin running up the stairs, five. Actually, I feel like this is one of the best stair-ons I've yeah, seen. Good point. Um, yep. But had as, an overall, as an overall package, two. Two, all right. On par with Rio, you've got that at. You had uh, Lillehammer at 4.5. I'm going for a three just because I, I like, again, this Guard of Honor, and I love the flyover. It's a fucking nice cauldron. Um the stuff on the other side of it takes away a few points, but yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's double what I got for Rio. And again, Lillehammer shitting it in basically when it comes to all of that. Um, so that means we'll get to our little, uh, other little sections here, but uh, overall right now, Calgary is sitting in second. Surprise, surprise. I think this is kind of like, I think we probably all would have come into this having watched it going, yeah, well, this was better than Rio, but not as good as Lillehammer. So this gets a total score of 34 out of 60. So just over the 50% mark. Uh, so Lillehammer still on top with 44.5 and Rio on a 28. And we'll find out what we're doing next in just a moment. But uh, a quick little uh, final four sections. Uh, so the weirdest moment, I, I'm dinosaurs and chicken suits, surely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> 
like what even was that? Um, the biggest, I mean, biggest blunder. Karen? Is it Karen? Suzanne. Suzanne? Is it her? When do I start? Yeah. When, <laughs> when do I start, woman? Um, was it actually Suzanne? Is that actually her name? Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you, Jared. I'm glad that you actually do your job well on this show. Uh, mascot, yes! We got a yes! Yeah. We got a howdy! So, uh, Wild Howdy appeared. So, uh, there you go. Um, and what was the best moment of the opening ceremony? Nominees, anybody? Uh, I'm going with the pictograms, especially the ski jump one. I'm going for the dinosaurs. <laughs> Jared? Oh, I feel like it's got to be the dinosaurs, right? Hey. <laughs> Especially what? too, because it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like there was no like forewarning that that was going to happen. And then I feel like it was the last thing they probably put in. Like they were reviewing everything. Like mm, I, I think we've got a bit too much dancing. We need no. something else. Um, <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> I am with you there. Uh, now we're going to draw our random one now. So uh, our next one of these will come probably in about December. I'll go over a few uh, episodes that we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks in just this moment so we can uh, still all come together the only time Jared ever likes to talk to me because he's ashamed of this show. Now, uh, once again, I love being able to say this, Colin, 007, even though you don't talk about that now, uh, andrew.hedges.name, forward slash experiments, forward slash random. We can use him again. Thank you, Andrew, for existing. We love your website. Um, We are going to draw this. Would you like me to screen share? Because I know you guys never believe me that I do this correctly. So it's okay. I will make sure that you can see this screen. All right. Can you see this screen? Yes. So you see, I want one number between one and 25 because we have 25 on here already. If we get either 7, 11, or 22, we have to do it again. Are we ready? Uh, Let's put it in the universe. First of all, Jared, what do you want? What do you feel? What What are you wanting next? I want one. And if not, I want London. Oh, so you want Munich or London? You want Munich. Before Munich was tainted. All right. Uh, Colin, what would you like? I, I've Jared's got me thinking now about London because that may be Ooh, the, the, the yeah. first perfect fives we're going to give away. But I want to go even further back in time. I, all I want is prior to 88. I was going to say, we can't go further back to 72 unless you've got some footage that we don't have. Um, <laughs> I'm just putting out, I want a golden period opening ceremony. I want something between 2000 and 2014. I mean, Turin would be nice. A Salt Lake City. A mm. sit- Sydney. Come on. Let's get a city. Vancouver. I'd be happy with Vancouver. All right. Do this. We're gonna get a seven. Up. Oh, let's Calgary. We can't do it. All right. Let's do it again. All right. You can see that. Can you see it's a seven? All right. Just all right. Yes. Let's go one more. Twenty-five. Beijing. Oh no. Oh, come on. Really? We just. I didn't. I didn't see that. I think. I think that no, was an error. No. <laughs> you were just getting over and done with. Oh fuck. All right. Too soon. <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's do it again. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yes, are go, we again, go again. Are we agreeing? Yes. We're vetoing it? Okay, no, I, just, I can't deal with that too soon. All right, let's do this. Five. Oh, Sarajevo. Oh. Wow, yeah. <laughs> are we okay with Sarajevo? Yes. Good. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, I, I, I'll say this right now. I know absolutely nothing about the Sarajevo opening ceremony. Anybody here? <laughs> Anybody? Bueller? No? Just just oh. their Olympic flag. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Think Novak Djokovic will be there. <laughs> it's technically Serbia, isn't it? Um, so there you go. Oh, uh, if we get the mascot, oh. we'll have like the evil roadrunner <laughs> tied to the train tracks. 
<laughs> we just got excited with Sarajevo. Um, so, big couple of weeks coming up. Next week, we can finally announce it. It was teased on that episode I did with Brandon over on Brandon Sports Talk a week or so back. Who have we got on next week, Colin? We've teased. We've we've gone on over it. One of the best. Is this our the big, best. big one? Yes. Uh, maybe the best interview we've ever had on this show. Uh, Eurovision Connection for Jared. Talk it up. Announce it, Colin. Okay, I'm going to... All right, so we are having the, the Verla Point sisters back on again. Uh, <laughs> Just with Colin. I'm not allowed on this episode this time. Uh, no, so this is somebody who... We, we could be interviewing them on any show about anything, and Olympics would just be mentioned, but uh, but, but we're, we're going to cover everything, including the Olympics and Eurovision. We have the one and only Johnny Weir. Oh. Maybe the biggest guest we've had up there, up yeah. there top five. Very much so. And again, as we said, and sort of- amazing. Like he, he does not stop talking to us. Like we should be turning him off. We should be like, he should be very much. I don't want you guys anymore. Get out of here. He's the spirit but he's like, oh, inside you song you. of guests on yes. this show. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness. So, and again, this is no, this is not meant as a disrespect or anything to other sort of quote, big name guests we've had on the show. But generally when you sort of get big names on this show, like you will get a time limit. Fair enough. They're very mm-hmm. important people. They don't need to talk to us plebs. Who are they? Benny music. Like, I mean, they don't need to talk to us. So, and we obviously appreciate any time. If we can get five minutes with someone, we're on it and we'll take it. Johnny, we are, I think this goes for about two hours, but it's up there is maybe our second or third longest ever interview. And just on point. Like it's just, it's such a amazing interview. Jared, you obviously, I don't think I've heard it yet. I don't think we've sent it to you. Have we? So um, just so good and amazing and we cannot wait for you to hear this we did this obviously a couple of months ago uh after that we'll have one more interview uh a sydney 2000 athlete i will say and an athlete another american um not to diss americans but uh, <laughs> another american that just won't stop coming on the show uh erin aldrich sheen she uh competed in the sport of speaking. high jump and colin speaking uh hey. the sport in high jump let's mute colin shall we i don't think he realized he muted himself he's a busy man he's like johnny weir um but we'll have her on the show afterwards she actually is a dual sport athlete she competed for the u.s in volleyball as well didn't make it to an olympics in volleyball but it's a very fascinating interview all the same and then after that colin's back he might be able to hear me talk about this uh i'm asking you to unmute because you had <laughs> muted yourself before uh, then we go to the Pan, Am- Pan Ams, Colin, which you get to host yes. for a month. How are you feeling about that? And are they getting excited? Are they getting talked up in Canada at the moment? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for it to be talked up. But uh, we, we also might have a special guest joining us for part of the Pan Am Games. Oh, good. Somebody that uh, Jared is familiar with and somebody who speaks to Ben even less than Jared does. But he speaks uh, to Jared more. Jared co-hosts shows with him. Jared likes this yeah. guy. So, you yeah. know... So Ben will officially drop down to the fourth most popular host on the well, show during well, these games. It's going to be the first time that I'm not leading a coverage. I get to sit back and relax and just sit here and answer phone calls. Hello, Ben speaking. Um, and just <laughs> do that. But uh, the good news is for Jared and I, we've said all year that we're covering the Pan Ams and we're like, oh, we don't know how we're going to watch them. But it's what is it like Santiago2023.com and it's like free streaming. Uh, so Jared, I mean, how are you, again, now that you can watch this basically 24-70, you're pumped for the Pan Ams. Oh, you know it. Um, but you also know that that other, that other host is not going to show up. Yeah. You know, rock he's up for a couple of episodes and then give up all too hard. And he's Can't American as well. So, oh, God, too many Americans. But I will say, like, 
I kind of feel bad in a way that we're doing like, you know, we've done a Commonwealth Games or a couple of Commonwealth Games, Women's World Cup, Men's World Cup. We're doing another multi-sport event, the Pan Ams. I guess we've got a connection because Colin's Canadian, so that works. The Asian Games are on right now. Why aren't we doing the Asian Games? The European Games are on earlier this year. The Pacific Games are on later this year. We're busy people. We'll stick with the Pan Ams. Uh, but I'm looking forward to them, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, if you want to watch the Calgary opening ceremony, as I said, olympics.com, click on the Olympics tab. Calgary, you can find it on there. See the dinosaurs. <laughs> See old uh, Suzanne fucking up. It's it's amazing. But uh, we'll come back in December for Sarajevo 1984. Not Beijing 2022. I wish you had just gone like, oh, I totally saw Beijing 2008, didn't you? Um, Jared, thank you very much. I'm sure that I will see you never. Uh, I was going to say sounds good. That's not nice. Uh. <laughs> That's fine. You meant it. It's all good. I get it. And again, we've got our mascot reveal still, which to just point out to Jared's lack of just not wanting to see me, I have to post it to him. He lives in the same city as me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, that's Ben A levels of it's crap. An, it's an hour away. That's that's a trip. <laughs> oh god, I could get on a plane and see Colin and deliver it. Uh, Colin, thank you. I know you've got a day of work to go to. So, would you like to leave? Would you like anything else to add? I'd on? like to leave. <laughs> Everybody listening to this right now is saying the same thing. <laughs> uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Go left. Put a sock in it, Mountain Birmingham ball. And as always, remember razzle dazzle and. Go left again. When the stars make you drool just like pasta puzzle, that's amore. That's amore. When you dance down the street with the cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know. You're not dreaming, senor. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's amore. Amore, that's amore. Shut up!